Welcome to Superintendent Radio Network. I'm Guy Cipriano, the editor of Golf Course Industry Magazine. This is the first episode in our Disease Discussion podcast series we're producing in partnership with BASF. This episode features a conversation with legendary Purdue University professor of plant pathology, Dr. Richard Latin, and BASF senior technical specialist, Kyle Miller. On this episode, we will address the first dollar spot application and its importance in providing season-long control. We'd like to thank BASF for supporting this podcast. BASF is always in the disease discussion with numerous solutions to help superintendents get ahead of dollar spot, including Emerald, Exemplar, and Maxtima. Visit betterturf.basf.us for more information. Now on to our conversation with Dr. Latin and Kyle. Well, Dr. Latin and Kyle, it's great to have you on the podcast. We appreciate you taking some time to join us to talk about Dollar Spot and how important that first application of the year is. And that's the first question I wanted to address to each of you. Uh, Dr. Latin, just why is it important to start your Dollar Spot treatment program before the disease appears? Yeah, well, uh, I'm a big fan of keeping populations low and, and uh, preventing these outbreaks devastating outbreaks from occurring. And uh, I think the best way to do that is to uh, uh, spray early before the symptoms uh, appear. We kind of know when the, the pathogen becomes active in the spring, and the idea is to, to anticipate that and make the appropriate application. I always say that, um, uh, that the disease populations are like an iceberg, and uh, uh, we only see the tip, but there's this large mass underneath. And I like to, to start spraying early to prevent that mass from building up. And how about you, Kyle? What are your thoughts on, on that question? Well, we've always preached that after you've mowed maybe two or three times in the spring of the year, that is the ideal time to go ahead and get down that first dollar spot application. Dr. Latin, uh, I love how he described the fact that it's like an iceberg. Uh, the population is building before you know it, before you see the symptoms. So by getting out there really early after that uh, first or second true mowing and preventing dollar spot from even ever rearing its face uh, really is going to help uh, for you then and for the rest of the year. And when a superintendent is trying to hone in the timing of that first application, what are some factors he or she should consider, Dr. Latin? Well, first of all, the, the note, understand the history of, of the of the property. And usually, you know, we, we don't have much of an issue in making the decision to apply fungicide to greens, but it's, it's that fairway application. It's more expensive, uh, takes more time. And uh, I would pay attention to the weather to, uh, you know, there are some tools out there that can help you anticipate when, when the outbreak is likely to occur. And also understand the, the history of the property and you know, whether, you know, the, the historically when those outbreaks have been occurring. Kyle, you see a lot of things in your travels. What are some of the dangers if someone does get behind on that first application timing and doesn't get it right? What are some things you see if, if it just doesn't go right early in the season with that application? Yeah, well, I'll tell you what, last year uh, in a lot of parts of the country, we had a very wet spring which meant that a lot of superintendents missed that first spray. And I can tell you this, there were a lot of situations where products failed later on in the season. And when we look back at where those failures occurred, almost exclusively it was uh, 
in situations where the superintendent missed that early spray uh, to protect himself from dollar spot. So to me, make it a high priority to make sure you're out there early in the year uh, before the pressure ramps up at all. I, I guess I would definitely have to agree with that. I, and uh, from a member standpoint who's played at the same club for many years, the only times we really got into trouble uh, with with dollar spot outbreaks is, is where we delayed that initial application and it seemed like we were spending more money playing catch-up for the rest of the season. Resistant dollar spot is a topic. A lot of people are talking about it. A lot of people are curious about it. What have you seen over the last 10 years in your research, Dr. Latin, and what chemistry class most concerns you and why? Well, with regard to, to uh, resistant strains of the dollar spot pathogen, the two, that, the two classes that uh, concern me would be the SDHIs and the DMIs. Um, historically, you know, since uh, maybe um, since the 90s, we've been observing more and more uh, situations where we have DMI resistance. And the SDHI resistance has been, has been popping up, uh, you know, recently within the past five years. So it's out there. And it's something we, we just need to be aware of. Now, uh, uh, nothing changes in terms of the factors or issues, processes that that drive resistance. Where large populations occur in fairways, it, it gives the best chance of resistance strains to appear. And then by applying the same chemistry, the same class of fungicide over and over again, okay, we're applying what we call selection pressure, and we're giving that resistance strain a competitive advantage. So in increases in the population while the sensitive type decreases. Now, we understand that. And uh, uh, because of that, because we're going back to our principles, the idea is to be very strategic with your rotation. And, uh, you know, that's, that's basically it. We're learning more and more about the nature of resistance uh, within individual classes. It's not always the qualitative, uh, either resistant or not resistant. There are our, our variabilities in there, uh, and we're going to learn about that more in the future. It's, it's that one area where we're learning something, it seems, every single month. Kyle, what do you tell the, the superintendents you visit and work with about rotating classes of chemistry, and what's your message on, on that topic in your travels? Well, the, the bottom line is they need to do it. Uh, we preach it when we put our spray programs together. We try to make sure that we do not apply the same class of chemistry uh, two times in a row on occasion. That will happen, uh, but most of the time it might be part of a premix or we've got two modes of action in the second application, for example. But the bottom line is I think everybody wants these fungicides to last as long as possible and be a tool in their toolbox to go out there and control dollar spot, which is just, you know, a, a big problem and has gotten to be a bigger problem, I, I'd say, in, in more recent years just because of the way that we maintain golf courses now compared to, you know, 20, 30, 40 years ago. When it comes to rates and treatment intervals, Dr. Latin, what is your advice to superintendents regarding using lowest label rates or full rates, how should that be handled? I actually think that depends upon uh, the, the area of the golf course that uh, we're treating. 
I think you could go with uh, low label rates and uh, but short intervals on greens because uh, we use our multi-site compounds as well as our single-site fungicides there. And there's really not that much of a, a resistance issue there. On fairways, however, you know, again, I go back to the, the issue of pathogen populations and that iceberg, okay? By using the full rate, right, so the high label rate, that's what I like to use, you're getting the best chance of knocking down or, or suppressing those populations to the greatest extent and uh, not allowing that, uh, you know, that uh, iceberg to build up underneath. So I'm a, I'm a big proponent of, uh, of full rate, especially on fairways. When it comes to ensuring maximum effectiveness of dollar spot applications, what are some areas supers need to pay particular attention to on their course? And we obviously just talked about fairways here. Kyle, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, well, I think one of the things that really plays into this too uh, are agronomics. Uh, I mentioned that maintenance has, has changed on the golf course, you know, over the last 20, 30, 40 years. We're mowing tighter. We've got uh, leaner, leaner playing surfaces. We need to make sure that we have adequate amounts of nitrogen out there, that we are, uh, you know, making sure that we're, we're uh, uh, elevating mowing heights during the tough times of the year. We need to do everything we can, remove dew, for example, when we're not mowing or rolling. We need to do everything that we can to minimize the dollar spot population, keep it as low as possible, and give these fungicides the very, very best chance to succeed. Dr. Latin, what are some agronomic techniques you've seen over the years that have helped minimize that pressure? Yeah, well, Kyle mentioned uh, an important one, which would be uh, dragging fairways and displacing the dew. Uh, we're putting, you know, uh, by allowing the dew to, to dry uh, naturally in the, uh, uh, in the morning, we're giving an advantage to the pathogen. And, and by displacing that dew, we're putting it at a, a dis, disadvantage. And so there are things that we can do to uh, minimize or reduce the, the length of that dew period. I also think keeping just, uh, again, um, maybe uh, supporting what Kyle had just said about keeping healthy plants, you know, fortifying the plant, nourishing the plant, make sure it has enough so that not only is it not in a weakened state, but when we do use a fungicide, if there's plenty of nourishment there, it will recover more quickly. We hope you're enjoying this conversation with Dr. Latin and Kyle. And we'd also like to remind our listeners that the cornerstone strategy of your dollar spot program is to start early, stay on course, and finish strong. Start in the early spring with an application of emerald fungicide. Stay the course during later spring to midsummer with Maxtima fungicide. Then pivot to midsummer foundation application with Navicon Intrinsic brand fungicide for long-lasting disease control plus plant health benefits. Follow in late summer with an application of exemplar fungicide. Finish strong later in the fall with another application of emerald fungicide to help put your turf to bed for the winter, clear of disease. Now back to our conversation with Dr. Latin and Kyle. There's been some work on developing predictive software to guide superintendents as to when dollar spot pressure will be the highest. Where do you see that trend going and what benefits do they provide? I spent a large part of my academic career studying models and developing models myself. And uh, from my perspective, you know, after the 38 years or even more since I was in graduate school, 
you know, when we collect data, okay, the data themselves are estimates, estimates of temperature, estimates of leaf wetness, estimates of relative humidity. So they're not totally accurate. Um, the algorithms themselves, okay, are estimates. They are projections of likely out. I, I go back to a, a famous statistical modeler named George Box, who said, all models are wrong. Okay? All models are wrong, but some are useful. Okay, Some are useful, and here's how they're useful. Okay, I prefer that superintendents establish a program, whether it be a three-week interval, four-week interval for their ferries or what have you. But pay attention to these models that are out there. Okay, There, there are a couple of dollar, dollar spot models out there. Look for one that's one forward-looking. Uh, most models um, acquire the data and make a projection based on what happened yesterday and the day before. There are some models out there that can make the projection of what's going to happen five days in advance. So you want a forward-looking model and then use that information to adjust your program accordingly if you need to. I would never trust my golf course to a model. Okay, they're estimates. They're always wrong. Right? But what I would do is use those models to enhance the performance of my programs. Should these models be used year-round? Should they be used just during the golf season, or, or they sh should they be used in, in those months leading into the golf season? When do you recommend superintendent, superintendents take the time to look at them? Well, uh, they're most interested during the season. You know, we have a, models that address four diseases that are somewhat successful or somewhat accurate. You know, uh, Summer patch, there's a nice little decision rule regarding summer patch, so you want to look at that in the spring. Brown patch, those brown patch models, uh, they can wait till the summertime. Same thing with Pythium. And the dollar spot, of course, uh, dollar spot is a, is a season-long threat. So as soon as the season starts, I'd look at, at uh, what the model has to say. Kyle, how about in your role? How much do you study these models, and how do they help you uh, determine where you come into the picture when you travel? Yeah, so I think a lot of superintendents, one of the things that they do is they go back to their records from the previous you know, year or two and look to see, okay, for example, with Dollar Spot, when was you know, the first incidence of Dollar Spot last year or the, or the year before, and sort of adjust depending on you know, what kind of year they're, they're having this year. For example... Looks like this winter in a lot of areas has been pretty mild, and we might be getting off to a little bit earlier start uh, with the season. And so they're thinking, okay, well, last year maybe the first time I saw any dollar spot was on April 1st. This year it might be more like March 15th. So I, I think they use you know historical information uh, to sort of base what they're going to do for the coming year. For those of us that live in cool weather environments, uh, the last few Septembers have felt like August in many of our regions. Kyle, how late have you seen dollar spot issues the last few years, and what can you do in early, or early to mid-season to, to help prepare for these warmer Septembers? Well, I tell you what. I mean, one of, one of our folks coined the phrase, start early, stay on course, and finish strong. I think one of the things that superintendents lose sight of sometimes, they get through the tough part of the year, they get through the summer, 
And then in the fall of the year, they let their guard down just a little bit. And it's it's come back to bite them in certain situations. And I just feel like you can't do that. You need to go into the fall of the year, into the winter, in good shape, clean, so that you're not looking at dollar spot lesions all winter long. So I, the bottom line is don't let your guard down and stay on course all year long. Make dollar spot control a priority for the entire season. Yeah, you know, uh, Guy, I would have to uh, agree with Kyle on that. Uh, what strikes me is that we're so diligent about that first application or first two sprays, but we're not as diligent about um, our sprays and our maintaining our program late in the season. And I definitely think that contributes to more serious outbreaks in the fall. And, Guy, too, I think one of the things that happens with superintendents, if they've had a real difficult uh, year uh, with disease pressure, uh, you know, they're watching their budget uh, very closely. You know, they're, they're trying to figure out, okay, let's see, can I, can I hold off a little bit? Can I back off on my rate? You know, how am I going to, you know, save myself some money, for example, late in the year? to get through uh, the year, you know, within within the budget that was delivered to me. Those are great points. And also, I would add that a lot of staffs become smaller in the fall, right? Like students go back to school, maybe you have some teachers working for you and they're back in school. And Right. So if you get behind on things, it, it causes maybe even more problems in the fall than it, than it would during the season when you have more, more bodies there. I would have to agree with that because uh, I've seen some pretty severe damage in the fall. And, uh, um, yeah, and the, the reduction in turf quality can last into the spring. And I know Guy, too, Rick and I have talked about how in the fall of the year, a lot of times the dollar spot that you see then is more of a pitting type of dollar spot, a deeper dollar spot. And I know Dr. Latin's got some thoughts on, you know, why that might happen. It's just, just an opinion or a theory, but it could be that, you know, the pop one, populations are high, right? So maybe you get more infections. We're a little bit less diligent on maintaining a, a spray program, and that's why the populations are high. And maybe the, the plant is a little bit stressed out, low nitrogen levels, uh, um, mowing heights, et cetera, and is unable to, to resist the infection and, and the process of, of uh how the pathogen goes through the plant, maybe it's a little bit less likely to uh, use its own ability to resist that, and therefore we get a little bit more damage in the turf in the in late fall. And I wonder sometimes, too, Guy, if, you know, we've gone through the whole season battling this dollar spot, and so you sort of wonder, okay, are the dollar spot that's left late in the season, you're thinking that's a pretty tough customer. And, uh, you know, more invasive, more damaging, and uh, a little bit, you know, tougher to control. And so that might be part of what's going on, too. And summarizing all this, Dr. Latin, would you say that dollar spot control is something where a superintendent really has to pace him or herself for what is becoming a prolonged tussle here? Yeah, I think throughout the season, of course, it's a a season-long disease, and it's going to be an issue you know, out into the future. I mean, there's some things coming down the line, especially with some of these maybe uh, uh, 
bent grass cultivars that uh, have uh, usable or resistance that we can exploit. But I, I think we're going to be dealing with dollar spot for the long haul, and it makes it even more important to apply our fungicides very strategically and uh, not allow populations to get out of hand. Yeah, and one last thing for both of you. What are some resources superintendents can turn to if they want to learn more about this? Uh, Dr. Latin, what are some re resources Purdue has available? And Kyle, what are some resources BSF has available? I'll just say that some of the universities have online publications that ad address some of these things. And we're a very small community of turf pathologists. So if you look at Rutgers, you can look at Purdue at Penn State, NC State. They all have uh, addressed these issues. So there's a lot of information there. Um, there's a book on turf grass fungicides that uh, address a lot of dollar spot issues as well. And uh, the new edition of that's coming out later this year. Kyle, uh, how about you? Do you have uh, any suggestions on, on resources? Yeah, so uh, like you just said, a lot of universities have done work, uh, especially with uh, treating dollar spot early on in the year. I know uh, a fair amount of work was done at Ohio State, Michigan State, and, and even at, at Purdue where you were. Uh, I just feel like there's a wealth of information out there, and I know that we on our website have some of those documents on there for people to uh, pull from. But uh, I think it's been well-researched, and the importance of making those early season applications can't be stressed enough. Well, this was a, a great discussion. Thanks for taking the time to join us. Uh, good luck with your research and travels this year, both of you, and good luck to all the superintendents that are really starting to ramp up here in the next few weeks. Thanks, Guy. Thank you, Guy. Before we get going, one more reminder. The most effective way to control dollar spot is to stay ahead of it. BASF has an array of highly effective solutions for your spray program that will equip you with one of the industry's strongest lines of defense against dollar spot. Again, we'd like to thank BASF for supporting this podcast and look for more disease discussion conversations as this year progresses.